Once in a lifetime, an artist comes along with a vision that seeks to unite all of mankind. Now, Ryko Music, in association with Hammer Reiner Productions and the Dallas Observer, is proud to present the highly anticipated debut album from one of the most controversial, over-the-top personalities the folk music world has ever seen. It's The Davidson Collection. You'll hear songs that landed Davidson in hot water with several minority organizations. Tunes like Thanksgiving Loves the White Man. She would be my little squaw And I would be your man When I was finished with that engine whore I would smack her with a frying pan (laughs) And how can we forget Davidson's blatant disregard for political correctness and his melodic chord-driven number Independence Day hates the Chinese. She said the Chinese we are not to trust. They send us Asian brides and opium dust. They're communist, son. Oh, can't you see the truth? But that's not all. You'll also get never-before-heard outtakes from actual Davidson recording sessions. Discover what a musical genius with a tortured soul and a sketchy past is really all about. Danny. B minor. Start it with B minor. This is B minor. No, you start it with B minor. I know. This is B How minor. How long have you been playing the f***ing guitar? Dude, I've been playing for a long time. It's B minor. Look at the chord. Whose song is this? Who it's, wrote this song? It's yours. Whose song is it? It's yours. Say it. It's your song. Get out. If, this is ridiculous. I can't work with you, man. You're an ass. Next. Next. See the true relationships that Davidson molded while working on such numbers as the Shaq song. A Shaq like Superman. Hong Kong Fue, his best friend's Kobe, but his little buddy's Kube. Kube. What? Kube. That's stupid. Kube. It's funny. Just making that long, drawn-out opera sound, Kube's yeah, funny? it's funny. That's f***ing stupid. That's stupid. No one's going to laugh at that. You don't like Kube. Get out. Get out. This is ridiculous. Get out. Next. Hear how Davidson really felt about certain co-workers and how ethnic backgrounds really don't mean much to this 30-year-old man-child. Here's a sample of Take Me Home, Little Hardline. Could have been Norm's producer. We might have gotten along. (laughs) But then I thought of what could have happened if he took a tug off my bong. Throwing out those HSOs as hot as a fresh baked cookie. But I would never work with a Polak who might be killed by his bookie. (laughs) And that's not all. You'll get interviews from the late 90s detailing Davidson's inspiration. Discover his muse along with other delicious gossip pieces. So, Corby, where'd you get your inspiration for these songs? I don't, I mean... Like, getting laid? The bitches? I don't know. See how it feels to touch the monkey of Nahara in the privacy of your own home. Touch the monkey of Nahara. Nahara. So act now by dialing 1-800-COBRA-COOBY for your very own copy of the Davidson Collection. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. The ticket. Okay, so a tweeter alerted us to this earlier. Something made him think of the prank that we pulled on Norm. Yes. From six years ago. It was a better day when we were just trying to prank Norm all the time. 
I love that I get a pig pin credit for this. You do. You do. So, back in 2015, I was looking for some way to bust Norm's balls, because Norm, as we all know, he loves this moment. He loves being in control of the draft. He loves talking about the draft. He loves pulling all the strings. He is the puppet master. Yes, he loves telling minions what to do. Right. Like, he likes to say, Jacksonville has the power in this draft, but it's really Norm. Yeah. Norm has the power in this draft. Absolutely. He's yeah. in the building. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we saw him. We can we sense. We can the sense his, the, the force is, uh, there was a disturbance in the force. So we wanted to figure out a way, what could piss Norm off more than anything? Well, we couldn't basically have some cockamamie story about our draft coverage was canceled on the day of. And so we thought of something that might be plausible. In 2015, Jamie Benn was your points leader in the NHL, thereby awarding him the Art Ross Trophy. That's right. And so we thought, you know what? (laughs) How about we make up this story to Norm the morning of the second day of the draft? So Norm's going to go on the air at 6 o'clock. Or 5.30. I'm sorry. 5.30. He's going on the air. So it wasn't even the game? No. No. That... The NHL and the Stars had called an emergency press conference. Gary Bettman was going to be there to present this Art Ross trophy to Jamie Benn. And since we carry the Stars, we are obligated to carry all of this. This is the dirtiest of tricks. And so we told him there was going to be a 6 o'clock press conference that would last like 30 minutes or whatever. So we had Saroy, who was producing. We had him teed up. Kat was obviously the one in charge of all this. So during Norm's show... In breaks. He's in Chicago. All right? Perfect. We uh, we gave him this scenario, and here is how he reacted. Norm. Hey, you got me? Got you. Oh, cool, man. That was good on the Kentucky Derby deal. Mm. Mm. Thank you. I hope you're I right. I doing that. Fun. Oh, hang on. Hey, did y'all get that uh, Stars press release? No. We just got a press release from the Stars about uh, they're doing a little short press conference tonight down here at the AAC. I guess Bettman is coming in town, and they're awarding Jamie Benn the Art Ross Trophy. We've got to carry at least a little bit of it because of our contract with them. Oh, man. At six? Yeah, they're saying six. It shouldn't. We've got to take at least a couple minutes. What time is it the first team on the clock? Six. At 6.30? It starts at six, right, oh, Norm? I thought it was 6.30. Six o'clock it starts. Yeah, no, our coverage five thirty, oh. and the first pick oh, is yeah, six. Yeah, okay. Dude, what's up, Cat. Yeah, right yeah. Is there any way to we could treat it like a break and say, hey, this is just happening at at where is it, the AAC? Yeah. How about that possibility? Ah, uh, that's a possibility, but I need to run that by the stars and see if they're okay with it. Ultimately, because it's part of our contract, they're going to have the final say on that. Great. Just uh, let me know that, cat. Even just send me an email telling me how do you want me to handle it. Okay. Okay. Dude. Okay, so everything's fine, right? Everything's great. Or we'll so he thinks. Throw he, a little email and... He took it very well. Yeah, he did. Well, he had a solution. He yeah. did. He did. <laughs> Things don't go his way, unfortunately. <laughs> That's freaking awful. They're not going to... They're going to make us run it, Norm. But see if we can carve this thing down to three minutes. <laughs> it's going to be like a half-hour thing. They want Jamie no, Ben no. to talk and he, Bettman. He, he said they they want to. They, just, we don't want to carry the whole thing. Hang on, dude. He's he's on the phone. Let me find out real quick. Okay. I mean, we're your flagship station. We have things that we need to do, and we want to be a good partner. Yeah. 
take phone call. Yeah, I, but I don't think taping is a bad thing. The, the best thing to do is you should, if you wanted, you should have. The other media outlets are covering the draft too. I mean, the TV stations are at Valley Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I, I understand the contract. I mean, I got a whole staff in here for this thing. I got a guy in Chicago. I mean, it's Norm's in Chicago. You know, he's going to be pissed. All right. All right. Uh, hey, Norm. Norm, yeah. can you hear me? Okay. Well, I just I was trying to talk. I'm talking to the stars, and I'm standing in here with Mike and and uh, Jer, and I'm just trying to make the case as best we can right now. There's yeah. That's not what they want to do, but I'm I'm not taking no for an answer right now. I'm trying. Okay. We'll try, but they're not going to let him tape it, but all right, we'll try. All right, hang on. We're okay. coming back, man. We'll talk in the next break. Okay, so you got normal set off. Beautiful theaters. <laughs> masterfully installed. All right, Norm. Yeah. Uh, not good news, man. Kat said they're not budging, and we have to carry this thing live at 6 o'clock. I'm punching out of it. <laughs> supposed to take 25 minutes. Oh. Well, then ta- tell Cat we take the air at 6.30. He's not in here. I mean, I'll go talk to him. But... Tell him we take the air at 6.30. I'm not going to do a pre-draft show and say now, with the 33rd pick, the Dallas Cowboy, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Jamie Benn. <laughs> that would not work. Um, yeah, so it's going to be from like 6 to 6.25. And they said maybe we would just record the picks and run them all back-to-back or something. So, I don't know what to do, man. You tell the stars we're taking sponsor breaks in their press conference. I'm getting nine minutes of sponsor breaks run during that hour. That's also our job. We've sold that hour, and we're taking breaks. We'll be back to the stars' press conference after this. Okay, I don't know if they're going to... This is above my pay grade. I know. I don't know what this tell you. But, I mean, they expect, I'm taking the breaks. They expect 25... Well, you're not going to be on air. They expect 25 <laughs> minutes of their presser. I don't know. I'm sorry. 25 minutes of their presser includes nine minutes of sold spot. Well, how are you going to just jump, jump on? You're not going to... I'm going to say we'll be back to the Sarah's Press Conference in a moment. I don't think your mic's going to be up. Why not? Man, I don't know. <laughs> this is infuriating, and this is stupid. Do they know, do they have any concept that they're not about to get any airtime anywhere for this other than our station, and people in our station are going to be so pissed at them they don't have any idea? Look, I don't know. I know Kat tried and talked to him, so I really, I really don't know, man. Well, tell Kat we'll just take the air at 630. Well, I mean, isn't the plan right now 530? Yeah, but we got no draft. There's no picks between 5.30 and 6. We'll do a pre-draft show, say that Tampa's on the clock, and we'll see you after five picks have been made. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to Kat and try to figure it out. I think that's probably still what we're going to do, because I think 5.30 is the plan, you know? This is just, this is just ludicrous. Yeah, I know it is. Sorry, buddy. Mike? Yeah. Pass this on to the stars. Uh-oh. If that press conference hasn't started by 6.01, we are dumping it. <laughs> right. Dumping it. I'm not going to pass that on to the stars. Uh, I'm going to send it to Cat right now. <laughs> I mean, do Here's my do. email. Dear Cat. This is, this is amongst the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> what time was the press conference supposed to start? Five, Six. Meanwhile, he's, Norm's got his people been in Chicago. Yes, his engineer. Yeah. 
Yes. Let me help you with this. How did he not cuss? I don't know. I don't know, but he is livid. Start at six, and we don't know what it's for. Six o'clock. We don't know what it's for. Friday night is the only time they can get the commissioner and the players in town. Are you serious? They've had two weeks to prepare for this, but and that's the best they can do. Everybody's flying out to the um, world championships in Europe, in Prague. And that brings Bob, Dan, and Donovan to the four. Okay, so you guys now, I Uh, called you guys, and I'm like, this is what's going on, all right? You guys need to let him off the hook on the air. Sure. All right, you need to do the big reveal. Listen to Dan poke the bear. Hi, lads. How was last night? Oh, it was very good. So Bob's just been informed of programming change for this evening, huh, Bob? I just saw the email. Have you guys talked about it? Do you know what I'm talking about, Norm? Oh, yeah. Apparently, the uh, Dallas Stars have a press conference where Jamie Benn will be, what? He's not given, given the trophy. He's actually given the trophy like tonight. The yeah, Batman Ruff. So like the NBA gives the MVP? Yeah. I guess, so, man. And as the home of the Dallas Stars, we kind of must carry this press conference? It's at 6? Six? 6. We're being told it may be a half an hour. Wow. That's a lot of pick. How many picks do you think you'll miss, Norm? Five. Maybe six. Oh, God. How many minutes between picks in the second, third round? Seven. It goes down to seven minutes here. So conceivably, we could eat up only four or five picks. It it could be seven of them. I can't. I don't have any visual here, but I'm reading. Like, if the Cowboys make a trade, though, can we... Bump back in? No, I don't That's think we can. Stoss precedent. Sure. You have to carry it. So I'm. Uh, I I don't have a visual, but I feel like your voice, Norm. You're not too pleased about this. I I just don't think it's a very good time to schedule a press conference. It's six o'clock on a Friday night, and it's not just our station. It's every station in town, every TV station. They will not be there, and that's a shame for Jamie Ben. It's a shame for the commissioner, Mr. Bettman. It's a shame for the Stars organization. What a load of garbage this is! <laughs> this is on-air norm. Yes, I feel it's just terrible for Jamie Ben. A shame for Gary Bettman. <laughs> But the focus of the sports world is not going to be uh, where, it sh- where it should for the stars' sake. That's a wonderful honor for Jamie Benn. Mm. It's the light is being hidden under a bushel. <laughs> the w- it's only round two, though, right? I mean, it's not the first round. <laughs> no, it's not the first round. Doesn't sound like they put a very good schedule for human beings together in Jerk. this particular case. Uh, I think we could have a discussion about that. Well, uh, let us be the first to tell you that this is all an elaborate hoax just to make you upset. You're not, there is no press conference. So congratulations. <laughs> the hoax worked. We, we, we didn't come up with it, but... Everyone's just yanking your chain, Norm. We didn't come up with the idea, but we just helped... Uh, it never crossed my mind that I was being pranked. You did not sound like you thought it was a So, prank. Norm, you know what? That piece no. of paper that you have in front of you, you know how you doodle notes when you're talking? Yeah. All those F words and all that, you can... Whoops. Nope. Oh, You're doing great. Okay. Half-typed emails <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I sent one email to Jeff saying, email. I would expect that this press conference starts at 6. And if it starts at, if it starts at 6.01, we're, we're dumping out of it. <laughs> I, just walked, I just walked by Kat's office, and he goes, hey, I just got an email. He said, the subject line said, please. <laughs> 
One of these days, you're going to not believe something Sorori tells you. Is Corby any part of this? Of course he is. Of course he is. He tried to get me last night, and he failed. Oh, there you go. Before. I don't even know. I have no idea. That no clue. is the best. <laughs> the best part is the false sincerity of, oh, yeah. this is awful for Gary Bettman. <laughs> yeah, Gary Okay. <laughs> All right. the stars, what an honor. It's being buried. That is awesome. All right, there you go. Wow. More draft next. The ticket. Well, I would like to tell you my tale of how I became involved with Avengers End Game. First off, Avengers Endgame ended up making, they thought it was going to be right around a billion dollars globally for the opening three-day weekend. It ends up making $1.2 billion. That doesn't make sense. In a weekend. It's because it was on every available screen known to mankind at every available time during day or night. You still got to put butts in seats, though. I agree, but there you know? were a lot of butts that wanted to fill those seats, and you can attest to that. Dude, it's absolutely stunning. That was the most impressive thing to me, that you couldn't get a ticket Well, hang to- on. Together. Let me tell the story. So, yeah, because I don't really care about the movie. The experience, though, was unbelievable. So my kid tells has been telling me all week, I've got one kid that's way into this stuff. He's seen every one of these Marvel movies... You know, he's nine. He freaking loves it. He loves the superhero life, (laughs) which I'm fine with. Kind of like you like the playboy life. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot in common. I'm kind of a playboy guy. Yeah. He's a superhero guy. Playboy lifestyle. Yeah. And it's funny because when he was real little, he didn't like any of that stuff. But he's way into it now. And so he's seen all these Marvel movies. And so whenever it came out that, all right, hey, Avengers Endgame is going to be in mid-April... He's like, we're going. We're going opening weekend. I'm like, all right, bud. Well, we'll figure out a time and a day and we'll go. So all last week, and I have him by myself this past weekend. Mm -hmm. My wife and the oldest were gone. So it's just me and the little guy. And so I told him, he kept bugging me like, we're going, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 we're going, we're going. Well, in the meantime, I don't even, I'm not even looking for tickets. It's just because I'm going to a movie I'll get tickets the day of the movie or the night before the movie. Yeah, sure. It's just what you do. No problem. Right. No big deal. Then I had one friend send me a note, and he said, I'm taking the kids to go see Avengers Endgame at 11 at Mm -hmm. night. And I'm like, 11 at night? He's like, and this was on Saturday. He's like, yeah, you can't get tickets. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I go online on Friday, and I start looking. On Friday. Yeah. And, and? Friday, n- not one ticket in the Metroplex. Nowhere. Zero. That doesn't make sense. And I start looking at the times for Saturday and Sunday, and mm-hmm. I notice that on both mornings, tell me if you've ever heard this before, the 7.30 a.m. showing. I've never heard of that. I think that's new just for this. 7.30 a.m. movie. Don't you agree? It's got to be. 
Dude, I mean, you'll see every now and then movies that uh, theaters open up at 10, 15, maybe 11, that you'll see a movie. Yeah. You, you see a movie in the morning. Sure. I've done that before. Yeah. But 7.30 a.m. on a Sunday. Never heard of that. So I'm going to Alamo Draft House and I'm looking all around and, and you know, trying to find a, 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 a ticket. Just one, two tickets. That's it. No. Forget it. Much less together. Like they were the only tickets you could find available this weekend were on the front row. All right, which I'm not doing. I, my head can't handle that. No. It's terrible. The front row, or you could find two, one on row G, one on row triple X. Yeah, singles. And I'm not sticking my kid somewhere down there. I'm just, you know, I'm just not that comfortable with it. So I finally find something on Friday on, on, for Sunday morning at nine thirty. I found two tickets on the same row, but they were separated by like twelve seats. You know. Mm-hmm. So I asked my kid. I'm like, dude, we're going. I didn't ask. I said we're going to the movie at nine thirty tomorrow morning. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, nine thirty a.m. We're going. He goes, all right, cool, let's do it. He was fine with that. And I told him pulling in, I go, we may not be able to sit together, but we'll be on the same row if you need anything. And he's like, okay, that's fine. So I'm the guy, I we wheel in there at 925, I get to my row, and I found my seat, and I found his seat, and then I start doing the math to figure out if all these people can push over to the right or the left mm-hmm. so we can sit together. So then I've got to go to all these people at the theater and be like, um, pardon me, but um, you see this young child that I just adopted? Um, we would really like to sit together. He's from... He's very sick. He's Portuguese, and he may not make it much longer. And look how frail he is. Can you please put us together? Well, finally I get it done, and we end up being able to sit together. So at 9.30 in the morning, this thing starts. Well... In my head, I'm thinking, and this is a three-hour movie. Oh, my God. Yikes. So I'm going to be in the theater till 1230, but then I'm like, wait a minute. This I is am with a three-minute attention span. <laughs> this movie. At nine in the morning. This movie is three hours long. How many previews are they going to show of the most popular movie in the history of film? As many as they can morally fit in. Right. So I start the clock when the screen lights up. And uh, we got to previews, but not before meh, 12 regular television commercials. And I look, I've been to plenty of movies now. I get the drill. You see regular commercials, but you don't see almost 10 minutes of commercials before the previews. And then when the previews started, 27 minutes of them. I basically had sat through a Seinfeld and a half before the movie started. <laughs> Would you have rather watched one and a half Seinfeld? Yeah. Yeah. So many previews. Finally, the movie starts. Mm. By this time, I'm already, like, beaten. Well, the funny part is, is you go to the morning movies, and yeah. I'm like, wow, are they going to serve, like, omelets and stuff and pancakes? Breakfast. Dudes all around me. And it's a... Dude, it's... This was not a kid fest. This was a... Man fest. Beer. A lot of men. N- no. No beer. Worse. Whiskey. W- worse. Hamburgers. Heroin. They would 
the the uh, attendants or whatever you want to call them at the movie theater, waiters, yeah, would come up and uh, they'd be like, hey, "Can I take you know? What can I get you?" Everybody was ordering nachos and hamburgers and chicken fingers at nine thirty in the morning. Turkey made out of monkey. <laughs> yes, they got the tur- anybody order that monkey turkey. <laughs> and it just disgusted me to see all these people eating. This early greasy food, yeah, food like that at that early in the morning. What would you want them to eat? Nothing. <laughs> just don't eat. Can you just not eat? Did you get a coffee? No, I didn't get anything. Which is, I told my kid that I'm like, look, you little bastard. We're going to this movie. You're lucky I found a seat. You're lucky that we're here. You're lucky that you're getting to see this on opening weekend. That I paid for this, and I'm going to sit through all this. You're not getting nothing. Was he fine with that? Yeah, he was cool. I said, we'll go out later. So, yeah, he was perfectly fine with that. So You're the movie starts. Nothing. The movie. <laughs> you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> so the movie starts, and I quickly realize that I had seen Avengers and Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. But to get this movie and these movies in particular, Marvel expects you to have seen every one of the Marvel movies that have come out in the last 10 years. That includes, but it's not limited to, all the Ironmans, mm-hmm. uh, uh, all, all the, the other ones, all the Captain America-men, which I don't know how many of those there were. I've seen none of Captain America. Do you have to see all the Plastic Mans? I don't think they're a part of it. Ant-Man? Ant- you have to have seen Ant-Man? I didn't see Ant-Man, although it looks kind of funny because uh, Paul, Paul Rudd, Rudd plays Ant-Man. Uh, you have to have seen Hulk, which I didn't see Hulk. You have to have seen Captain Marvel, which just came out like two months ago. What about Wonder Woman? That's DC Comics. So Wonder Woman, Batman, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. yeah, Wonder Woman. That's, that's all. That's the Justice League. Yeah, that's all okay. DC. This is Marvel. Captain Marvel just came out a couple of weeks ago, or months ago with Brie Larson in it. I didn't see that. I don't know what her power is, except tank top hot. She's got tank top powers for sure. So I found myself... Good powers to have. She has powers to rearrange pants. <laughs> I found myself, like the first 30 or 40 minutes, asking my nine-year-old, who's that guy? What does he do? What's what's his power? What's her power? Wait, what happened in that movie? When when Why are they doing this? Did something happen in Captain America Civil War? And, of course, he had all this down stone cold. To the point where he turned to me and he was like, can you just be quiet? Can you just, I'm trying to watch the movie here. Which is my line to my wife, typically, or my kids when they're beating me down with questions. That's a preview of his teenage years. Can you just shut up, Dad, and let me watch the movie? I'll explain everything to you afterwards and then we'll go over the Toronto Raptors (laughs) roster. Bring you up to speed on what you're looking at in their playoff run. The amount of open cheering. I haven't heard this since the uh, since the Force Awakens, and there was open cheering in that. Whenever Solo, yeah, he's back, brother. Woo! You heard a lot of that in Force Awakens, dude. Mm-hmm. Triple that for this. Any, anytime somebody showed up on screen, or there was like a cool battle scene, it was like, whoa, yeah. Like, there's a really shocking part in the opening three or four minutes of this movie. And you heard this one black guy sitting like two rows behind us go, 
Oh my God, holy S! <laughs> like just as loud as you possibly can. This be. sounds fun. It actually was fun. Three hours though, way too long, and the amount of tears. People were crying, dude. It was like I was in terms of endearment. Open crying from adults. Over what? Because Fartman got beheaded. I, I'm not going to talk about you know what happened, but yeah, there's sad parts because some people have some things to deal with, it appears, and they are crying over this. But I imagine it's the same people that were cheering, too, right? Like you're riding that roller coaster. They're emotionally invested with yeah. the, in the characters. Totally. Right? But to, A, to see a movie at 930 in the morning that is 100% nut-to-butt-packed with people eating nachos. And <laughs> and you're whipping your kid's ass. And <laughs> yes. Black guys yelling at the screen. <laughs> right. It sounds like utter chaos. And to crying three hours and an hour of previews. And to get yeah, and to get out of a movie at like one nothing. (laughs) To get out of a movie at one that you've been in since nine fifteen or whatever. It was just it's weird. But that movie is that that whole thing has got a life of its own. It's gonna do what, two point five billion? It's it's yeah, they're saying that Avatar better look out. That it that it might catch Avatar. But it was a fun experience. I'll say that. Neat. Can't wait till Battleship comes out. <laughs> Already did. Five years ago. Battleship. Yeah.